one knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone. Big David Joe from South Florida. We'll bring you another edition of our show, which is known as Poker Action Live. Very happy to have you with us tonight. And uh, just catch up on a couple of things. Uh, Joe was out last week. Yeah. and uh, Trust me, I didn't want to be out. <laughs> you're having a little, uh, some medical uh, trials and tribulations, well, I guess you might call it. Listen, for anybody out there who, who, who's had a colonoscopy done before, you know the colonoscopy is like a, a day at the park compared to the preparation. The night before. The, the night before. <laughs> so even though I was hoping to get on the phone and be, and, and be with you and Gio here on the phone for about uh, 15, 20 minutes, that would not have been possible because you would not have liked the sounds you were going to be hearing. <laughs> <laughs> that stuff tastes great, though, huh? Oh, boy, I'm telling you. It's better than what I did. This is this is like the third time I've had to have this done. Because they can't even improve history. that as, as they go along? Well, actually, is it, better than it, it used does. To be? it, oh, no, no, it definitely is. It goes down a lot smoother, and it takes about uh, an hour, uh, and you have to do two of them. Uh, they, the super prep, they call it, was at one at five. And that bad boy kicked in at about 6.30, and then at about 9 o'clock it ended, but then at 10 I had to take another dosage of that, and yeah, I, I, I wasn't calling my doctor then, a lot of really nice names well, by then, Well, let's, let's save this for later in the show, because I, I'm not really <laughs> sure what our uh, audience tunes into the show for, but I'm sure it's not preparation for colonoscopy. Well, hey, listen, you know, we can make them laugh. <laughs> we can make them laugh a little bit at, 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 at what you have to go through, so. Well, maybe it's just me, but I never thought farts were funny, so. You know. <laughs> it all depends on when they happen. <laughs> I guess. Uh, a couple tournaments ended up last week. I don't think we were quite finished with all of them as we left. I was going to try to head down and catch some of the event at Coconut Creek, but it was over by the time I got it going. Uh the winner was Dmitry Perfilev, who is from Aventura. Uh, he's a Russian businessman that is uh, uh, just a part-time poker player, but is pretty, uh, I guess, pretty well-known in town as a, a really good PLO player. Um, Dmitry, you said? Dmitry Perfilev. How old? Here he is. It's a picture of me. I don't know if you've seen him before. He went yeah. pretty deep in a... Yes, I, oh, you I, do. I, I you know, know him very well. You do? Yes, I do. From where? Where he used to... He, he always sat uh, in seat one. Uh, when I was dealing to him at Dania. At Dania? Yes, sir. Okay. Good player? P- he likes to play PLO. Yeah. That's when he was yeah, playing at your table, yeah, probably that's, not. That's oh, what was PLO? Yeah, that, that that that's the game they play there. PLO oh, okay. with, um, you know, those, are those big pots there. Well, if, pots. You, if you... As soon if as you said to me, I said, I have to look at him. He's a younger guy. He's yeah. probably in his early, late 20s, early 30s. He finished like fourth in the last big uh, hold'em event at... Uh, the uh, aisle went down to the final table and finished fourth, I think. But uh, plays a lot of PLO, and uh, if you need a loan, he just won two hundred twenty-two grand. Oh, he won two hundred twenty-two. Does he owe you any money? Wow, no, I, no, not good, really. Was he a good tipper? <laughs> was well, uh, you know, you, you know, he. Um, let's see. Um, let me see. No, how, that how like can, a no. How can how can I put this to you about this guy, Big Dave? 
How can I put that to you? That's what I figured. Uh, 735 players in the tournament. It was the main event at the uh, circuit event at Seminole Coconut Creek. And uh, he also had a min cash uh, in a uh, PLO tournament the year before. So uh, he took this one down. Second place was a guy who's been on the show before, not here in the studio, but I have interviewed him at a couple of tournaments, uh, Shetty Siddiqui. A uh, very well-liked guy out in uh, local poker here. Uh, was one of the uh, Seminole Hard Rock uh, ambassadors. Wore the patch for uh, quite a while. And uh sad story about Shetty is uh, he's a great guy with a uh, pretty good career. And uh, married with two young sons. Uh, not real young. I think at, uh, maybe last year they were like 7 and 11 last I knew. And his wife worked, I believe, at UPS, if I'm not mistaken, and went to work one day, and uh, she had a heart attack at work and died. Oh, my God. So he's been trying to raise his How sons. How long ago was this again? About a year and a half now. Wow. But uh, I want to have him on the show one time. It's a pretty interesting story, a sad story, but he, uh, you know, he talks about it. He was very much in love with his wife, and, uh, uh, you know, it was really crushed, but also for his boys, too, and uh, losing their mother. And he's tried to decide whether he wants to continue to travel and play poker or, uh, you know, it's, he's, he's been able well, to uh, make a living doing it. So, you know, there's the, there's the pros and cons when it comes to that. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, we got somebody here in-house today who's lived that. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess like he did, I think you've got to put your family first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think he's got to put his boys first, whatever age they are. Yeah, absolutely. But he finished second, won 137000 uh And, uh, you know, it's uh, pretty special to uh, be able to have one or two events a year like that to uh, really pay for your year. Yeah, it's very nice, you know, here at home. So, you know, it's a lot easier to make arrangements for someone to take care of your kids when you're, you know, when when you're close to home. It's that travel schedule that, you know, just I'm, I'm, I don't know what his decision is going to be or who who in his life, you know, I'm sure his whole family and, and the, the, his wife's family have hopefully have been supporting him and, and assisting him in raising his boys. So. Whatever he decides to do, you know, I wish him the best of luck. Yeah, but absolutely. make sure you make sure you make make sure that 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 your boys are taken well care of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Harry O'Brien finished third. Cesar Solaris was fourth, and Stu Patterson fifth. Michael Amato was sixth. So a uh, pretty good turnout of locals here. Uh, Purple Lives twenty nine. Uh, he talked about. Uh, he started playing poker when he was four years old. He uh, there was a little computer game. And he said you could connect it up to the TV and play with a joystick and one button. <laughs> and he said his father came in. He said, I was in my underpants. And he's like, what are you doing? He, I said, I'm losing. <laughs> that, that was 26 years ago, he says. <laughs> but uh, he does play a lot of uh, pot limit Omaha. So uh, uh, he's a businessman, and he's, but he still gets a chance to play about four times a week. So a uh, big win for uh, Dimitri. And uh, very happy to see Shetty. Finish at the final table. Would have loved to have seen him won. And uh, I don't know Dimitri, but uh, I think I still would prefer Shetty. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, he's a regular at uh, at their big game there in da- at Dania, Dimitri. Uh, what did they play in that game? PLO. Only PLO. And you know, it's it's funny because you know they they charge him time rake, and 
and most time rakes everybody's like okay so it's you know six or eight dollars i don't remember what it was per half hour every time a dealer change would come in on uh -huh. the hour and the half hour and these guys like care so little about like six seven eight dollars doesn't mean anything it's like okay if there's 10 of them playing they go listen the first pot that gets over 300 just take 60 out of it and that's the person who's paying for the rake <laughs> i've never seen something like that before so um yeah that uh you know he i i He's usually in a very good mood. Um, well, anybody else I know that plays in that game? He is a uh, well, uh, not as Alex a regular. Alex Yes, Alex, not as a regular. Okay. Uh, the Duran. Uh, remember? Oh, uh, Doranowski or uh, yes, uh, Malinowski. Duran. Malinowski. Malinowski. And um, you know, he's, he's he's sounds like some fun guys. You know, uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting game. Interesting, they got a bunch of real nice guys in that game. Yeah, I'm telling you, and um, you know, um, those are the big. And then there there is a junior who's uh, like Dmitry Russian of Russian uh, descent, uh, who's also an excellent p uh, PLO player. And uh, I know he's played in some big tournaments. I don't know how you know what kind of caches he's had, but um, you know. A lot of these players are very good players. They're, they they play a little crazy there. Money is wild there, but uh, they're they're good players. They're good players. They love playing PLO and uh, they play pot limit and uh, you know it's a fun game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other tournament that just finished up was the uh, WPT stop up at Maryland Live, which is uh, the room of our old friend Mike Smith, who uh, runs that one. Jason Heidenthal also up there and. Uh, few other people that did work down here before, but uh, as it turns out, South Florida player Tony Roberto was the winner of this one, 344000 and he defeated in head-to-head -head play Shankar Palai and Jeremy Osmus. Down the stretch, Will Givens finished fourth, and rounding out the final table there was Aaron Pinson and Mark Sandness. So Roberto, uh, who won a tournament back in 2011 on the World Poker Tour at Jacksonville, then Hadn't won uh, since uh, earlier this year. He finished fourth at the Choctaw event. So uh, two final tables within about a month and uh, pretty solid. But uh, isn't that funny there. how we constantly say that on yeah, this show, absolutely. Dave? Absolutely. I told you, it's just f one of those amazing things when you're when you're on one of those uh, heaters. You just it just seems like everything is. I can imagine that's how a baseball player feels when when they're in that zone batting, no matter how hard. Whatever the pitcher's throwing, you just—it looks like a like like a watermelon or a grapefruit coming up at you, and it's the same thing in poker. You know, all of a sudden you're getting all the right feels, all the right reads, and we constantly say this: Oh, he he came in second in a tournament three weeks ago, won one, you know, a month and a half ago, and just wins another one. It's it's really—I don't know why that is, Big David. Uh, it's, it's always it's else. always baffled me, but it's something that's happened to me when I've had success online. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, by the way, uh, Roberto had a had a chip lead on Palai, uh, about eighteen million to four million at one point. Okay, so four lost and a half. the lead. Wow, four and a half to one. He came back and, and took it and, down. Uh, huh? Took it down. He uh, actually was behind thirteen million to nine, and uh, finally took the lead back. And it was a very long dogfight. I, I think it, it lasted over a hundred hands. The head to head play. So finally, Roberto gets the win. And he takes home 344,000. Pillai won 220. And Jeremy Osmus, who also went to the final two down here at the Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open in the main event there, uh, had a real nice payday, got another one at 162,000. So 
That gets you up to date on some of the stuff that's happening right now in the world of poker. Uh, they just finished up a couple events on the WP Deep Stacks. There was one in Marrakesh, which uh, we determined before the show is in Morocco. And then there was one locally here uh, in the United States in Houston, and that one was finished up over the weekend as well. Daryl Aguirre was the winner there. Don't know too many of the final names there. Uh, smaller tournament, but um, he wins it there. Aguirre uh, took it down. And uh, so, you know, stuff is still going on, but not really big tournaments like uh, once the Hard Rock ends and, and, and then you got uh, Borgata and a couple of things, but not a lot besides that. Uh, and how do you feel? I, I feel kind of like a little jipped out now that I think this is the second year that we're not going to have a November 9. Yeah. We always had this, especially now coming into October, you had that build up, uh, you know, and all of that, that that used to come with the November 9. I mean, I, en- I enjoyed the hell out of the last two seasons, to be honest with you. The final table, you know, I I was always a proponent of of continuing it, especially if you're if you're playing well, like those nine players that make it to the final table. But as a selfish uh, <laughs> announcer, whatever we are here, um, commentators commentators on on it, I really got to enjoy the yeah. November nine. I like the build up to it. Um, Dreamt of a if if I was one of those November Niners I'd love at first I didn't think I'd like it but then it's nice because you could kind of develop endorsement deals and a whole bunch of get some training and I don't know it it, it just seemed to have a little bit more uh, you know pop to it for some right. reason exactly um, what's still to come uh, schedule coming up uh, will include uh, the WPT the best bet bounty scramble. Uh, that main event starts on October the 19th, runs through the 23rd. Million-dollar guarantee in that one. Of course, the uh, earlier tournaments uh, will be getting underway this week. And uh, the main event is a $5,000 buy-in. But it's a bounty tournament, and uh, kind of interesting to take a look at the bounties. Um, there's some uh, Florida players, some big national names. Just let me run down some of the uh, names here. Byron Coverman. Darren Elias, Jamie Kerstetter, Jessica Dolly, Kelly Menken, uh, Kevin Pollock will be w- there in one of the bounties. Uh, Lexi Gavin, who plays down here a lot of different tournaments. Lacey Jones. So a lot of women are the uh, are uh, making an event there, and that's not that's not too surprising since Deb Giardino is the uh, is the room director. Uh, Lonnie Harwood also is going to be there. Some of the other people, uh, Tony Miles, who's from Jacksonville, will be playing. Tristan Wade from down here. Richard Seymour, the former NFL player. And Matt Savage, Matt Glantz, and Matt Affleck to fill out the mats. (laughs) (laughs) So that all starts the 19th. It'll be a pretty interesting tournament. And really the major uh, bounty tournament on the schedule now since uh, uh, Bay 101 is not being played. That's right. I forgot about I that. I did ask Matt about that, and he said they're trying to get it going for next year, so we'll see what happens. But he didn't get into the reason why they stopped No, it. I think they were, they're doing some construction on the room, and it just didn't really fit in this year. Okay, because it always seemed to be a big success. Yeah, huge tournament. Players so, really like it. So for them to release that, it's either they're changing their 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 uh, concept, or, or like you said, I didn't hear about them doing construction on the, on the facility, so... But uh, that is coming up the next on the WPT, uh, the circuit, the WSOP circuit, the other major uh, poker tour going on year-round. They just finished here in Florida, and there was also an online event. Uh, I saw Chance Corneth finished uh, fourth or fifth in that one. 
And uh, they will be moving next to the Horseshoe in southern Indiana, which is basically outside of Louisville. Uh, they have gotten underway in that series, but the main event starts uh, over the weekend. And then following that, they will be going to Horseshoe Hammond, Indiana, which is in the outside Chicago. So uh, South, Illinois, South Indiana, northern Illinois, and then they head out back west again and go to uh, Lake Tahoe and play at Harvey's in Lake Tahoe. All right. So uh, the the season seems goes like on. We got the circuit in. <laughs> yeah, everything, everything seems to uh, be there. They have a pretty good turnout, seven thirty-five, I guess, at Coconut Creek. Uh, uh, I, I'm sure they were pleased with that. For what the main event? The main event did yeah. over a million for the uh, prize pool. I think it was one point one three five million. Do you did, did they mention what last year's figures were? What entry figures? Uh, no, I I didn't look That's that up. As a poker room manager, that's how I would judge whether it's a success year to year. or not. Exactly. I, th- I know they had one back in February. Did they have one last uh, September? I believe so. I, I think they, they took I over from both right. of them. Probably could look that up in a break. Maybe I'll do that. Anyway, uh, let's take our first break on the show. Um, I had a little interesting article I thought we could go over about uh, top ten tips for the... Uh, it's kind of beginner's uh, discussion, but... Uh, it is uh, something that you need to remind yourself of, some of the etiquette of the game and uh, things that you shouldn't do that are not written rules but are just understood by people. So I will go ahead and uh, run that so, down with you after we come back. So you're going to be the Brian McCann of poker, huh? Brian, <laughs> Brian McCann? Remember the catcher? With the, For the, with the Yankees? Fire well, he was with the Yankees, but when he was when he became, when he was with Atlanta, when, when he got into it with Carlos Gomez, when Gomez decided to showboat after a home run oh, okay. you know, at the plate. So okay. Brian McCann was reading him the unwritten riot act there rules. <laughs> I remember the old one, uh, just to bring this up, is uh, Carlton Fisk one time chewed out uh, Deion Sanders when he didn't run out of pop-up. And he popped well, it up and just kind of stood me, around home plate. Let me and tell you, that to me was a big, I don't know, I grew up playing baseball, running everything out. And, you know, being a big Yankee fan, I got so pissed off at Gary Sanchez earlier this year for not running out of play that he would have beaten if he had decided to to, to run it out. And I'm thinking, you know, you're, I don't, even if you're just making half a million dollars a year as a major league ball player, if you can't run hard four times a game, you know, four at bats in a game for most most ball players, you know, what the hell are you doing playing baseball? So, I'm I didn't know about Carlton Fisk. Uh, well, he actually said to him right at home plate, he said, uh, "Run it out, you piece of crap." Oh, really? <laughs> Only didn't say crap. Well, you see here on hustle, I'm with you. Everyone has to hustle 100 percent of the time. But the unwritten rule of if you stare at a bait at a home run too long or the bat toss, that I'm against. Yeah. All right. We all agree that hitting a baseball is a very difficult thing to do. Right. So if your natural reaction at a set after sending one 350, 400 plus feet is to stare at it for about three seconds, I don't have a problem I c- with I that. I couldn't well, agree with you point, anymore. The whole point okay. is showing up the but other team. It's the true other that. All right. Baseball yeah. is the only sport that has fallen behind because they do it in football, they do it in basketball, the trash talking is big. In football, they're always getting up after getting... Now, to me, I think it's ridiculous when you get a first down and you catch the ball and they're going like this. Listen, buddy, you're getting paid to do that. That's now, your job. Like you said... Hitting a home run is a difficult thing to do. So if a guy is standing out, 
throwing the bat up in the air like uh, like uh, Jose Batista did is a little too now, much. Again, but that was a walk-off and again, all that. And generally speaking, if that's your natural reaction, I'm not talking about any pl- you know planned, like planned activities that take 30 seconds and so forth. But if your natural reaction is to stare at it for about two seconds or do a little bat flip, Hitting a baseball, we all know and agree, is one of the most difficult things in sports to do. For Christ's sakes, if you hit three out of ten over your career, you're, success, you're, you're, a, tr- you're in a Hall of Famer, and you yeah. failed seven out of ten times. Absolutely. Okay. And so that's why and, those And you are know where I get to when pitchers get upset is how about now you see pitchers all of a sudden strike somebody out, and they, they give that, you know, that fist pump. Like, you know, they're all excited. That, to me, is the exact same thing as throwing a baseball batter standing there and staring at the ball. Well, taunting is still illegal in the NFL, but remember when they tried to legislate celebrations in the end zone? Right, well, but now you're allowed to celebrate. What they didn't want was that orchestrated stuff that... Like uh, the cell phone on the, you know, that on the grill post was and Dio with uh, uh, out the Sharpie that was in his leg. Yeah. You know, that, that's a little Pant ridiculous. You could have, listen, you need to have fun. It's a brutal, hard sport. Allow them to have fun. But I get real upset when I see them making a first out three minutes into the game and standing up and going first down and you know or even yeah. worse, wait, even worse, losing by thirty, getting a catch and losing and I wish I could remember who the safety was, whether it was Ronnie Lott or not back. But some guy was celebrating something, and they were getting their asses handed to him on a platter. And he just pointed up at the scoreboard and said, buddy, look at the damn score. Yeah. The last thing you should be doing is celebrating. Right. Well, I hope you're having fun because we're uh, going to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some more. We'll talk a little bit about our uh, uh, sponsors tournament that we had last week. We did talk about it last week. Uh, Joe was unable to play, so we'll let him uh, vent a little bit about that, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We'll be back after these messages on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Confessions of a potentially perfect parent. Brought to you by AdoptUsKids.org. I might look like an adult, like a person who could possibly be a parent, but I have no idea how to talk like one. And everyone knows that if you want to be a parent, you have to sound good when you say things like, don't make me turn this car around, or because I said so, or don't make me come back there. I don't even really know what those things mean, but I know that I actually believed my parents when they said them to me. How did they manage to sound so convincing? Here we go. Don't make me come back there. No, that's not tough enough at all. Kids can sense weakness. Don't make me come back there. Ooh, yeah, that's better. In fact, that kind of sounded like my dad. Weird. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to listen to you practice your dad voice. Call 1-888-200-4005 or visit AdoptUsKids.org for more information. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt Us Kids, and the Ad Council. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro, is all about the NHRA Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events. 
NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Dick Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez here for another edition out of South Florida. And uh, over the last few weeks, we've been talking about uh, a beta tournament, a free tournament that we were running, helping run. A couple of, well, it'll be two weeks from tomorrow, right? Yeah, tomorrow will be two weeks. So it was on the 18th of September. And we did have a little bit of a turnout, I think. To be honest with you, Dave, I'm kind of happy that we didn't. Yeah. Because, you know, it was a beta test. We were trying to run this, but... um, we did run into some hiccups, folks. Well, there was a there was a few hiccups. Uh, it ran pretty well for the most part. The only problem was there was a few things that were not set up properly. Uh, one, when we sat down to the table, and I got there early, and uh, one of the players I knew, a friend of mine, was there, and as soon as we sat down, it started dealing the tournament. So yeah, instead of starting at eight o'clock, should have started at eight o'clock. The other big thing was. Being that they don't have any time limit on that, that we had discussed with you know some of the people who designed the game and the software for this, right? And, you know whether they're going to do something about that going forward. I don't know, but um, you know, I was on the phone for an hour and a half with some of the people that I had that I had asked the police to play in the tournament, friends and and you know friends of friends playing in the tournament and. If you took a little longer than the actual allowed time, instead of just folding you and then dealing you in on the next game, it dealt you out of the hand. It dealt you out of the hand. You know, you all of a sudden you were out of the game. Well, and and then if you didn't come back with the exact same amount, so you know, like I said, they they have a, a few bugs that they got to fix on that. No, because I think it would fold your hand, but I don't think it sat you out unless you sat out on purpose. Unless you hit the button, everybody that I that I sent over there. Everyone who was able to get on and, and do everything, the the first time that you took a little too long with that little thing, the timer came around, uh-huh. and it ended on you, and knocked you off the table. Oh, wow. Didn't know that. Okay. Well, so we'll look into that, It obviously. knocked you off the table, and one of them was my brother. Oh, okay. He played, and got knocked out, and he couldn't get back in, because when he got back in, he put in the amount of chips, but because he had lost 100 or 200 of the five, the initial 5,000, it kept saying, not the right amount of chips, not the right amount of chips. And that's something that the player playing should not have to worry about. Right. So, like I said, we we announced for 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 weeks and months, you know, that once this tournament was was going to happen, that it was a beta test, and um, these are some of the things that feedbacks that I got back from people, okay. some of the stuff that I observed myself while watching them play. Since I, you know, especially when I had, you know, I had four or five people playing in this and trying to get two others that never were able to get on. So and you weren't able to get on. That was I, Well, I didn't, wa- I didn't even try to get on. In the, I couldn't get on because it wouldn't allow me to get into the site. But at the point that you know, we were saying that we were going to lock people out at 9 o'clock Eastern time, you know, I had friends who were trying for the whole hour to get in. And, you know, obviously I, I, I want this to do very, very well. And I'm just a little frustrated because yeah. I'm not a technical person. And I didn't know, you know, how to talk them through most of the problems that they were having. Right. And, you know, again, it was just something that came up. And to be honest with you, I'm I'm happy that this many people came, you know, were able to play, 19, 20 people. 
It was probably more, but they might have had the same issues that some of these that some of yeah, our friends that some of my friends well, had. Well, they'll get the stuff straightened out. They're working on it now, and there was a few problems. There always also was a problem well, when we had told people that you had until nine o'clock to get in, and a few people got in a little bit after. A that. little bit after that, and and again, these are I I, I believe these have to be software issues, uh, in the sense of. You know, whoever their programmer is has to make sure he has the, the, these guidelines set in that locks them out. It, it's the same thing as not starting the tournament before the scheduled time right. when people sit down to play. Well, they will do it again soon. I don't think that the prizes are going to be similar to what there was because they paid $750 for first place, which was won by Tuscaloosa Johnny, who was a uh, in a... The guest on the show back in May uh, wrote a book called uh, Vegas or Bust. We had him on the show last week to talk about uh, the game a little bit. Also, uh, Big Al 77 uh, finished in second place, and Utopia 1315 was third. So those were the finishers. I think I, I got maybe down to about the final five or six before I got knocked out. And there were other players that came in late, and uh, some, uh, some, as Joe said, were in and left and... and uh, didn't get back in, so there was some problems, but we uh, they will be working on it, and we will help them along to try to uh, fix the things that are not quite right. And there will be some some kind of prizes for the uh, next time. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, uh, a Big Al seventy seven uh, was it? Uh, he's one of he he's one of my fr- uh, friends, uh, longtime friends, and he was one of the ones that got knocked out. Now he has a little bit more tech savvy. And while on the phone with him, and obviously him being a little frustrated because he wanted to be playing in the tournament, we were able to figure it. He was able to figure it out and kind of tell me. But when I tried to duplicate that with my brother and with what a friend of one and one of his best friends, we couldn't get them back. We couldn't even get his friend on. His friend was having the same issue I did, and my brother couldn't get back on once he got knocked off because it kept saying you didn't have the right amount of chips in right. there. So, like we said. This is the reason you run these tests, you know, to figure out, you know, what you have to work on going forward to present this, you know, to to the general public. Well, keep listening to the show because we'll let you know when the next one is. And it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, you also get a uh, membership to the site, which is a $30 value and gives you 50 lotter, lotto tickets every week. Uh, and a chance to, uh, to turn them into more tickets by playing the poker game. So that's the that's the Place Your Chips Caribbean site, PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, that we've been playing the commercials for, and it's ready to go. It is going, in fact, and the lotto's uh, drawn every Sunday, and uh, there will be another poker tick tournament to uh, try to set this up. So please l- keep listening to the show. We'll let you know all about it, and... Uh, uh, try to build on what we got started last week. It was, uh, you know, not the best, but it was, uh, it was a decent start, and I, I'm, you yeah, know, like not I completely s- unhappy with it. You know, they're they're going about this a little differently than some of the the traditional poker sites. But uh, listen, you know, uh, you got to crawl before you walk and walk before you run. So we're 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 just starting to crawl. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's take our next second break on the show. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about, there was a story that came out about some of the underground games up in New York, and I think it's very strange that you have the biggest city in the United States, and uh, there's poker in the state of New York, and different Indian casinos, and you know all the kinds of places, Philadelphia, and uh, of course Atlantic City, where people have uh, been forced to travel for years in order to play uh, live gambling venues. 
Uh, now Boston and the area are building casinos and everything's picking up, but there's still really no legal poker in New York City. Well, listen, uh, I've been out of there for 30 years. Um, I don't know if you want me to address something when I was going to dealer school. Well, we'll talk about that when we come back. Uh, we'll be back after these messages. Don't forget that you can always pick up the show on the Hold'em Radio Network. Of course, uh, we are on SoundCloud, and you can send out uh, the show to people via Twitter, Facebook. Uh, iTunes is a good place to pick up the show. We always ask that you listen, rate the show, uh, subscribe to it if you can, or if you would like to. And then uh, there's other places like PokerFuse podcast page, Stitcher, uh, Apple Podcasts. Any place you get your podcast, you can find us. That's uh, Poker Action Line. So uh, please do that. And uh, we'll work on some guests for you in the fall and have some interesting interviews for you as well. We'll be back after these messages on the show. You're listening to Poker Action Line. We'll be right back. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us and the play for real game becomes available later this year. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. Get your Smokey on. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here on Poker Action Line. I did want to talk 
just a little bit about uh, the scene in New York City. I guess you know. I, I was thinking that you were a part of that at one point. No, what I was what I was offered to be a part of, Dave. Listen, uh, for people who grew up, especially in like my era. I mean, I you know, I, I, I turned 21 in 1980. Uh, went to dealer school. I started dealing school at the New York School of Gambling, which was like half a block up from Madison Square Garden, to become a dealer. And luckily for me, as the case it was, I picked up on it very quickly. And while the instructors were teaching me, I was teaching half of the class. They would use me as a as a student teacher. And I think that's what helped me become such a great teacher, uh, as told to me by other people, not because of myself saying I'm great, but I've been, you know, people love the way I teach them. Uh, and the people that they had as teachers and supervisors there, Dave, were shift managers, casino managers that had kind of, and I went out, you know, drinking with these, with these folks and, 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 you know, some of the ladies and, um, I, th- I think that you know the the casino industry burns you out sometimes. Right. You know the the the, the pressure. Understood. Yeah, and you know that very well. You know, especially because the paramutual side is very similar to it. And um, I remember the main guy because he looked a lot like um, uh, Wayne Newton. You know, I and mean, he used to always get that. Everyone says I look like Wayne Newton, and. Um, I won't mention any names, even though I know it's been well over 30 years, uh, almost 40 now. But um, he ran for one of the local families in New York, a very exclusive and nice casino, private casino in the city. And, you know, that had everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, knowing these people as I was growing up with, with other families in New Jersey, you know, I'm sure, you know, palms were greased and everything else. But regardless, you know, if the federal government gets involved in it and you get caught with that, you know, not only is there jail time, and it's the reason that I didn't deal in that game, um, and I was asked many times, and I just kept telling them I can't do that because if I got caught, you know, whether it, whether whether I would have gone to jail or not, you know, would have been of little consequences. I really wanted to get into this industry and that would have killed any chances. Anytime you have a, anytime you have a gambling arrest record, you could forget about getting a license for, uh, in just about any state. And back then, when it was limited to Atlantic City and, and Vegas, that was it. You know. Well, there's still games, obviously, plenty of games. Well, there's in New York. there like uh, poker wasn't as underground poker. Remember when I left? When I left New Jersey and New York area, Atlantic City didn't even have poker yet. Poker, poker did not come in. I left in in June of of '88. Poker didn't come in until I'm, I'm guessing somewhere between '90 and '92. Okay. Okay, is when when poker started to come in there. So, the poker games that I played in um, were not your traditional poker. You know, it wasn't hold'em. It wasn't pot limit. You know, it was mostly seven card stud, seven card stud with a spit, seven card stud high low. Uh, <clears throat> then you'd play variations of that game, you know, as you've heard, baseball, and, you know, it was crazy games. I started playing myself poker since I was about 13 years old with friends, and we'd play for pennies and nickels, and as soon as I got into college as a freshman, you know, I got involved in some, you know, some nice nice games. I mean, you know, we'd, we'd exchange 
we would exchange in 1977. You know, you could easily walk away with two, three thousand dollars, which wow. is a lot of money. And if you brought a thousand, fifteen hundred, you could lose that real easy. Uh, many a times, people did bring that, and the big winners would lend out five hundred so the game could keep going. But um, the big difference from today's house games is it was usually held in a rotating person's home. Right. So there was no rake. You know, nobody was taking any money out of it. We would all say, okay, you're going to buy the pizzas or the, or the, or the sandwiches, and you're going to bring the beer, you know, you're going to bring the chips. And, you know, and, and we kind of all, either we all took turns doing that, Dave, or we all we all told the owner buy all of it. Let us know how much it costs. Take and, it out. And of the then pot. we and then we either took it out of the pot or we all put up ten fifteen bucks and right. that was it. Well, of course, uh, the uh, Molly Bloom story that uh, the movie that Molly's Game that came out this uh, year uh, was about uh, the woman who ran games in New York City and also in Los Angeles. And we had the uh, technical and advisor, we had, we right? Had, we did, did a bunch of shows about uh, the movie, which I, I really enjoyed. I thought it was a great movie, but. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, uh, FBI is looking to get people that are making a lot of money, raking money out of these games. Let and me, let I, me I tell just, you something. I, it's, I, Dave, I, I, I don't honestly believe that at all. When this is involved, it's because normally in these bigger games, you know, what, why would the FBI care if someone made ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 in a night? That's not enough money for them to really get involved in. They're getting involved in it, and most of the times, any of these games that got popped, you know, I didn't deal games up, no, up, up uh, you know, when I was up there, but I definitely dealt a lot of games down here, mm-hmm. and that were run by a lot of different people. Let's just keep it that way, okay? From regular home folks who knew people, and I made a very good living at that. I'm not going to lie to you. I made a very good living, and so did most dealers, okay? Uh, that dealt in these private games, and uh, I was trusted enough that when I couldn't make the games, you know, I was dealing at three different games five nights a week. So making very decent money, and whenever I needed a night off at one place, I'd ask some one of the people that I had trained or was working for me to deal, and you know, they 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 couldn't stop hugging me and thanking me enough the next day <laughs> because of the amount well, of money that they made, and. Those games got busted here. You'd read about them. Because of drugs? No, no. Because it's normally because one of two reasons. Somebody's gotten their ass handed to them way too many times, and a spouse, you know, a wife, girlfriend, husband, or boyfriend gets pissed off because of the amount of money they've lost, and they know somebody in, in, in law, law enforcement. enforcement. Okay. okay? Two. To keep these games going, Dave, believe it or not, I didn't realize how much hard work it was because when I was in college, it was like, hey, Dave, Gio, hey, we're meeting tonight. Are we going to your house, Gio? Okay, we're going to Gio's. So it's seven or eight of us, and we go. Well, when you run a game two, three times a week, you know, remember, between the rake and the tips, X amount of dollars. You know, I did the math, Dave, and I don't know if there's, but usually it's about 10 people that would play for the whole night. Every now and then somebody would leave and somebody would come in a little bit late, but it was assuming about 10 people. They would rake, they would rake about, depending on the amount of hours, anywhere from 1100 to $1,500 in the night, okay? 
they did provide food for these people. I don't remember them providing alcohol, but they did provide sodas and coffee. And as the dealers, you know, we made, you know, I would imagine we made on, on, a, on, a, on, a, on an average night, we made three, 350 each, two, two dealers. On good nights, you made a lot more. And if the game ran longer, okay? So, you know, when you add that up, let's just assume for argument's sake, $2,000. Well, 10 people at the table, Dave, you know, pe people don't look at it this way, but that's like telling everybody, give me 200, give me 200, give me 200, give me 200. Now you guys can play. You're starting 200 in the hole. Yeah. And so that's you only hard got, to you, overcome. You only got maybe one or two winners walking away. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, that's and that's the truth in the casino also. That's well, the truth in the casino. The reason I, I brought this up is because poker is much more widely accepted. Gambling is in many places. And do you think they continue to bust these games now in protection of the legal places to put pressure on them to yeah, do that? Yeah, well, I didn't get done because, like I was saying, so either, either somebody rats them out to a police or law enforcement, they, due to the fact that it's hard to constantly keep the same people in there because, unfortunately, as we've mentioned for, for the eight years we've been on this show, not every week, but, you know, the bad players are always going to lose. They're going to win every now and then. They have to win to keep coming back, but eventually that well runs dry. And when that well runs dry, you have to bring in you have to bring in new fresh blood. And some of these people are complete morons and idiots who will talk to anybody that they want to. I right. know a particular game that they went to the Hard Rock. Well, before it was the Hard Rock, the Seminoles, and said, "Oh, this is a Mickey Mouse game. You know, they're they're, they're there to recruit players, but without knowing who the hell they're speaking to." So I they get in, uh, you know they invite a law enforcement officer and then you know. Yeah, that person wants to put a little star on their shoulder and say they took down a game. You know, they do. You know, they they do it like that. And but just like prohibition, it never really stops it. They just pop up elsewhere. Not. You can't stop what people really. W if 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 a large majority of the population wants to do something, you will find a way to do it. You will find a way to get around the law or just point blank break the law. So. Those are the ways that these games get busted. Now, yes, there are some games where the people who are invited to these games, who are becoming regulars, have a very heavy reputation in whatever other illegal activities they're doing outside. And through association, the game gets, gets busted. You know, they, they, they could be looking at one person because of whether it's drugs or, you know, pick, pick your list of whatever illegal activities that, that they'd be looking at. And all of a sudden, okay, well, you, you know when you read these cases, you know, and you read the T, I mean, not read them, but see them on TV. Well, the FBI has been, you know, you know, watching these people for two years and taking strategy down and all of this. Well, if that person happens to show up at a poker game, well, guess what? They're not going to ignore that. Yeah. That wasn't their original target, but this person brought brought the FBI or, or whatever law enforcement is is following him uh, into the game, and now they've recorded this, so they've got no other course. They've got no other other course but to take action against these people once right. once their case is developed. Well, this story is uh, concerning a room that's known as the townhouse uh, in uh, West Village located in a loft above a drugstore, and uh, there was like three tables there or something, but players that played all the time, and 
there were some people that spoke out afterwards, including one of the fellows that got arrested. His name was uh, Haroon Saeed, uh, 38-year-old, charged with promoting gambling. And uh, he said there's probably about 100 active poker games in New York City. Um, you know, these games are frequented by doctors and lawyers, photographers, former police officers, uh, all kinds of just regular people. But the kind of the story that came out of it was that it was run by a, an Indian woman, Indian-born woman uh, named Mira Singh. And she was kind of the manager of this uh, little place called the Townhouse. And uh, she was arrested. And then when she was uh, at the trial, when she took the stand, she called herself the LeBron James of poker, which uh, she meant to mean she was a great poker. Yeah. But but probably running the game and not so much as a player. She was a good promoter and a player. But uh, uh, well, let me tell you something. I don't know how much New York has changed from when I was there. But if she was the queen. Trust me, that queen was kicking some money up to somebody that was allowing her to be able to, you know, run that game. Uh, forget about law enforcement from uh, from other people busting that game up and assaulting them. You know, the, that had there was a big case like that here in Broward, Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, back, uh, oof, I want to say, had to be in the late '80s. It, 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 it was a gentleman I worked with. Uh, his name was John White, but everyone called him Jack of Diamonds. <clears throat> he had custom-made chips back then that were, like, second to none. And their game got busted. Not only busted, they thought they were being robbed. And they were by off-duty police officers. And I don't know how many bullets were shot. Uh, no one actually got hit. And the real cops, you know, I'm all... Cops came because they were shooting. People called, and not one of them got into trouble because of the people who were trying to actually set up the game. <laughs> so, um, you know, they, I I know one of the other people besides Jack who was happened to be at that game, and they took everybody in at that time, and uh, you know, confiscate your money and and everything else. So, yeah, I I've known people that have been involved in that. Thank God I've. You know, I've never been at a place like that. Well, 32 people were arrested. Uh, the game was broke up uh, by the New York City's uh, Special Narcotics Prosecutor's Office. And uh, some of the people are complaining that their bankrolls were stolen uh, by the police and uh, they can't get their money back. Well, like I just said, they were confiscated. Yeah, right. And what they do with gambling money is if you can't, you know, you can't prove that it was legal, that you won it illegally, they're going to keep hold on to that. And I don't know what how the law writes and, and, and how it's stated, but they will find a way to keep that. And, uh, you know, I've, I, there's been stories of, of actually professional poker players who now travel the country, and they bring fifty, sixty thousand 60000 in cash with them, okay? And there have been stories where they were speeding, got stopped, police officers found the fifty, sixty thousand dollars 60000 didn't believe them, and confiscated yeah. the money. Let well, them hear, go and hear, confiscated the money. You hear stories like and, that, and, and all you know, the time. And, and it's just—I I can't remember what the law is called, but uh, it, it, apparently it's in almost every single state in the United States. Right. Well, the problem is New York City doesn't have a room. You've got a city of uh, eight to ten million people, and uh, or, or may, who knows, maybe more by now. And there's a huge demand out there for well-run, high-quality rooms, and there is nothing to play. So that, that's always going to. Uh, be more popping up around the city, uh, you know, until something changes. Well, like I said, Dave, one of the two things is going to be it's going to come underground, 
because you have that type of space in New York City, or it's going to be like the one that I was offered to play in, which was in a penthouse of a very big high-rise. Yeah. And and either one, it's going to draw attention. Right. Because in the penthouse, you're going to have to you're going to have to you know let the 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 doorman know, and like I said, uh, the more people that know about your business. The, the wider range of, of people that they will tell, and eventually it will hit the ears of somebody in law enforcement. And if there's enough big players in those games, like when we played them, nobody gave a crap about them because it was just, you know, kids playing this and the other. Right. Now, again, some of these places, as we've read, may sell drugs out of there. Uh, people could, be, you know, their, their, their patrons could be involved in on a lot of other illegal activities. So... Like I said, when you run a poker room and a poker den, you've got to constantly be getting fresh blood in there, just like the regular casinos do, to maintain that that stream of revenue coming in. And eventually, when it's illegal, I know I know that the uh, hard the Indians here, the Seminoles, definitely broke up at least two private games that I know of in Broward, you know, years ago. So, um, you know, there's a lot of reasons. Usually it's because someone's either lost a lot of money and decided to drop a dime on them because they owe them money and they just want to get them busted. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's usually petty stuff going on, and <laughs> and and that's what brings it down, uh, uh, Big Mouse. But every now and then, as you just said, it, it could be somebody who's just a bad person who happens to show up and play in your game. Okay. Let's take our final break on the show. We'll come back. A couple of quick stories we'll hit before we go. Um I don't know what the uh, the answer is. Uh, I certainly think if people want to run a poker room, um, you know, as far as getting uh, knowing that there's going to be a fair game there and getting regulated by the state is probably the, the best way to go. But you can't stop people from uh, wanting to play and taking any opportunity that they can to uh, to try to put the game together. And let me tell you, I've I've dealt with some scary customers. Uh, you know, some very scary patrons that. Thank God I wasn't a player playing in there and having a very good run because uh, in some of those games I stopped dealing after one or two times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like you said, the more that it's out there and out in the open, why don't they let poker parlors open up like they did with the low-limit bingo places here in Florida? Remember, they'd have games where it was limited to $100. If you run a couple of those, you know, you could go just about anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a break on the show. We'll finish things up when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and uh, we hope you'll continue to pick up the show and uh, follow it on SoundCloud, sign sign up on iTunes or wherever, and uh, let us know what you think. Uh, you can always give me, uh, drop me an email at uh, davebiglem at gmail dot com, and be happy to uh, respond with you on that. Thanks for uh, being with us tonight. We'll be back to finish things up when we return. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. 
The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. And if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Finishing things up here, final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe. Uh, two quick stories that I wanted to mention. Uh, we talked about how it's unable to uh, expand poker in certain states because there's lots of problems. Uh, they had a huge uh, subcommittee meeting with the uh, the House of Representatives uh, in Washington, D.C. in the wake of the uh, Supreme Court's decision that overturned the uh, the ban on sports betting. So there's been some meetings and people are talking things. Uh, the... Uh, Attorney General of Nebraska got up at this meeting, and just to pass this along to you, um, his name was John Bruning, and obviously one of Sheldon Adelson's minions in in some way or another, um, compared online casino gaming, including poker, with the regulation of marijuana. Uh, He said uh, that both are unconstitutional. He says, like for instance... They're in Nebraska, so Colorado, it's legal, but some of the problems and, uh, you know, the effects of the legalization are come into Nebraska, and he says you have no legal recourse. What, to stop the people to from stop, Colorado? Just to stop such, the, that, the that, problems that, involved, so, he says. so moronic. I, I did, listen, I mean... We're going to have to bleep me out a lot more tonight if we continue to talk about this. <laughs> I can't stand these idiot politicians, especially the ones that are, you know, that that spew all this garbage out of their mouths. But anyway, he says that uh, that online poker violates the Constitution and shouldn't be legalized anywhere else. That there should be uh, internet gambling should be completely stopped in its tracks. Um, you know these, these okay let the, so then tell him up. tell him to do that with the horse industry that's allowed it to go on for for years and years. make sure he includes them in there when he shuts down uh you know internet gambling. I guarantee you the horse people will will change his mind for him you know right you know he 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 sees one color green i bet anyway there was uh you know there were other people who testified from the a g a and the uh, Nevada gaming control board the Actually, NFL actually uh, had someone there to speak on behalf of the league as far as, uh, you know, whether they would change things. So I don't know if anything gets done here. Is it or like the same that idiots is. that had for prohibition back uh, in 1919, uh, you know, we're going through that now with this. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous how, so, you know, 
how this thing is so cyclical that, that that we keep going back to it and 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 I guarantee you if you ask the nation to vote on this they are in, they are in the in, in the very small minority but they just know how to scream a lot louder than everybody else well the other story that we've been kind of keeping an eye on was the uh, lawsuit by Gordon Vio against uh poker stars uh, won a big tournament in the uh, spring championships of online poker, the Scoop, uh, in uh, 2017. Played in the main event, a $1,000 buy-in tournament, reached the final table, and ended up winning the tournament for $692,000. But PokerStars made an investigation and refused to pay him, saying he had violated their terms and conditions by playing from a remote location. Now, he's an American, but goes to Canada and plays online poker from there, which is legal. Uh, they are saying that he was not really in in Canada, that he was using some sort of technology to make it seem like he was playing. In Canada, that, but, but was actually, actually in the was United in the States. US. So uh, they have uh, computer forensic evidence that said he played from the U.S. He says he has physical proof that he was in Canada at the time of the tournament and playing there. Does uh, he have a twin? No, but they have they have banned him from the site, saying he cheated and demi- denied him nearly the seven hundred thousand dollars that he won there. So he has filed the lawsuit, which is running through the courts now, and uh, people are keeping an eye on the precedent that it may set. Um, so he well, let me tell you something. You know, people have always told me that they think that poker sites will do this, that, and the other. They have no reason to. They're, they make they're making you know money hand over fist, as they say. And if they caught seven hundred thousand dollars, yeah. Dave, believe it or not, $700,000 to one of these sites is nothing to that reputation being killed. And it saves them more in the sense that if they caught this guy doing what they claim he did, and, you know, something, obviously one of them is right and one of them is wrong, but, um, you know, for poker stars to to get this negative publicity of not paying a winner 700,000 I would imagine the person who came in second then got the 700,000 and yeah. they they paid it down okay uh, I'm not sure but anyway he uh he filed his lawsuit in California uh because it was better for him uh poker stars using that as an excuse to get the case dismissed there's going to be a hearing in November and uh Vio who finished second in the 2016 World Series of Poker to Qui win uh, is uh, still carrying this along, and we're going to see what happens. So, uh, I'd like to. November sixth is the date of that. There. That's a very interesting story. Yeah, it I'd really like to is. See how that's going to go, finish out. So, if uh, it keeps dragging out as these things often do, there's going to be some sort of period of uh, evidentiary discovery, uh, 60 days for that. So, the trial actually would not commence until sometime after the first of the year. Well, let me tell you, and I'm almost 100% certain that PokerStars paid this tournament down, that they paid out every penny that they had to pay out in this tournament, except second place got first, third got yeah, second, right. and so on and so forth That's down the true. line. That's probably true. So if they lose this case, they're going to come out. They're going to have to come out of pocket for this, you know. Uh, so it's not like they're they're holding that 700,000. I guarantee, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that the second place. People, you know, you know, because I know if I came in second and you took the money from first, you better be paying me second, first place money, and and so on and so yeah, forth. Exactly. So, um, this is going to be interesting. I yeah. like to see. I we'll like keep to an see eye on this. Gets done. We'll see what happens. Uh, that's going to do it for the show tonight. Uh, thank you, Gio, for all your work as usual, and Joe, thank you. And 
I'm just we'll happy to be week. here and not be where I was last week. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we'll keep you up to date on when that next tournament for uh, Place Your Chips Caribbean is going to be, what the prizes are going to be, and uh, how you can get involved. Uh, we'll let you know more about that in the upcoming weeks, and we hope you'll stick around to find out. We'll be back with another show next week right here on Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 